1: Welcome back to the 750. Oh, I am your ORGO. Choa, he is your 75 two time Super Bowl champion, college football hall of famer, and potentially still full from last week's turkey. It is Tony Casillas. TC, what up?
2: I'm doing great this, uh, this Tuesday. Thanks
1: for asking, brother. <laughs> okay. Um, how many plates did you eat last week?
2: Um, yeah, I lost track. And nice. It was very, first of all, it was just a, it's always a tremendous to be able to spend time with your family and give thanks and everything that goes uh, along with that. But yeah, it was very fulfilling, very filling. And, um, you know, I think I lost track. I have the tendency not to, not to count. Sure. And I don't, I don't ever judge anyone. Uh, it's a time of, of the, when Thanksgiving is a time of, uh, not past judgment on people. Right. Especially when you're eating, but, sure. uh, Nevertheless, it was tremendous.
1: Good. Well, um, you know, great day uh, from a familial and, uh, I suppose, dietary standpoint. Awful day as far as the Dallas Cowboys uh, were and are concerned. Uh, This is the most unique week of the year for them. I think I would argue, actually, it's the most unique week that any NFL team, except for who the Cowboys play on the second Thursday, faces. Because you have to go from Thanksgiving to Thursday night uh, so everything is is kind of the same, but different. Um, and so it feels a little bit chaotic. It kind of feels like like nothing is set. And man alive, Tony, it felt that way on Monday, as if things were not unstable enough for the Dallas Cowboys, having lost in overtime to the Raiders on Thanksgiving Day, as everybody knows, uh, dropping to 7-4. and four. They did pick up some help on Sunday with the Philadelphia Eagles losing, kind of kept their breathing room in the race for the NFC East. And so on Monday, Tony, everyone's thinking, All's good. We're going to get back on track. All we got to do is show up to New Orleans, maybe have, you know, some some jambalaya, you know, who knows, get a win, get out of town, and then we have the nice mini-buy uh, before on the road at Washington next week. Then Monday, Mike McCarthy tests positive for COVID-19. Uh, first and foremost, our, our thoughts are certainly with McCarthy and his family. He did mention that he has some family members who have tested positive as well. Just the latest coach to, to be uh, put into the COVID protocols, Tony. There is only one player at the moment, at least at the time of our recording, and Terrence Steele in the COVID protocols. Um, it's It's not... You know, an exaggeration to say the Cowboys are dealing with a little bit of an outbreak in terms of their team right now.
2: Yes, and and I think that that's what they always warn against. Uh, and certainly, you know, this every time you have a family gathering is against uh, you know COVID and being able to expose. And it's kind of like the game; everything just really, really just uh, spiraled out of control. And when it put penalties and just poor play, the whole storyline of the Raiders coming in with all the things that happen happened with their team and drama and that they're going to be a team and uh, that's, they're going to come in here and the Cowboys are going to be able to pounce on them and dominate. That never happened. And so now it's just you have all these other things that, that have transpired. I think my comment about this would be that I think maybe, you know, Terrence still is, is uh, a player that you could get by with uh, considering what we've seen over the last, the last month. You mean get by Um, without,
1: you know, because he's not playing right? Yeah, if you you let me finish my sentence, I'll uh, I'll
2: I'll 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 explain that. So uh, you get as I mentioned, uh, you get by with with who you have, and it's really he's not the most important factor right now. And I think even if you look at McCarthy being out, you have Dan Quinn or whoever whoever replaces him as far as making calls. I think you can. you can kind of live without that. And so I think for me, it's one of those things where you just hopefully able to right the storm, because I think we talked about in the last three games and in a 10 day period, it'd be this onslaught of games and try to get to the other side and heal up. I and mean, they have obviously guys that are banged up this part of the season. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of things are happening. It's kind of like looking down that rabbit hole we've looked in this team before is that, um, you don't want to go down uh, that hole of negativity and all of a sudden things start piling up. And, you know, certainly I think you you thought the Cowboys would have been more than one game out of the last four games. And, and that's kind of been the, the the narrative going into this week.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, This stretch always feels chaotic and and you can, you can kind of sense it on the outset. Um, And you're right. I mean, I I don't know that anybody expected this, this, particular type of skid, for what it's worth, Tony, while we're actually recording um, Jerry Jones is on one Oh five, through the fan for his weekly hit. And he mentioned that there is one more player that could possibly be held out on Thursday night due to COVID protocols. He did not name any names, but for anybody listening, uh, make sure to check block on the and our social media will let you know uh, who it ultimately is. But um, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, I think, you know, when we looked at the schedule, and, and something I've been doing all season is looking at the schedule by opposing quarterback and, and who what the who the quarterback is the cowboys will be going up against. And there was no question that two of the more difficult remaining quarterbacks for the Cowboys to face were Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr. And so, on one hand, you lose to those guys and you say, Well, you know, they're two of the better ones, you know, bring on Taysom Hill, bring on Taylor Heineke, bring on Daniel Jones. But it's not like those guys were great. I mean, and so when you factor in that the Cowboys are losing, the way they're losing, which is really frustrating, and obviously last week had all the penalties, it just it, it hasn't sat well. It's, it, it is starting to feel like things are spiraling a little bit out of control, and the chaos you mentioned, it's hard to feel like any team could could stop the skid on not a short week, but a weird week with their head coach missing and a lot of other staffers missing because of the COVID protocols. It's just It feels like a downtime right now. The vibes aren't exactly great.
2: Well, you just got to pivot it and make it go the other direction. And
1: uh,
2: I think that, again, you you mentioned Derek Carr. I I think people really uh, didn't give him much respect coming to this game because, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of other things that they've overlooked because of the things that are non-football related uh, when it comes to their issues. And I think when you look at that game and – and some of the coverage that they were trying to, to do against uh, the Raiders, they knew it was going to be a, a tight game as far as officials and everything that goes on. Uh, you knew it was going to be a, a tough game. And I think anytime it's kind of a trap you set yourself in, especially I think the fans kind of look at it as uh, the, the Raiders and really don't give them much respect. And when you see it actually play out and watch it like we did on Thanksgiving Day and were able to expose some positions, then you know every week and the bottom line is every week you got to be ready to play it doesn't matter who you play you can't look at the record you you got to look at the guy people you're lining up against and who you're playing and and I I think you know for me whenever I looked at that game it looked to me that again and we've seen this before the Raiders wanted it more and it was kind of like going back to Denver and you look at the defenses that the Cowboys have played against over the last four four weeks and some of the, the good defenses they hadn't fared very well again. So now it's like we're kind of seeing maybe some of this exposed. And as I mentioned before, mentioned, and I just mentioned, you got to be able to pivot it and change directions with the momentum.
1: Are you concerned about them not wanting it more? Right. I mean, because after the Denver loss, they came out, they, you know, they whipped the Falcons. And so it's easy to kind of talk yourself out of it, right? And say, okay, they, they you know, they had an off day. They felt sorry for themselves. They got the monkey butt, whatever. They came back. They got the big win. Good for them. Then they lose to Kansas City and and whatever. Fine. But but then they come out, Tony, last week, and, and they're saying things like, we're pissed off. You know, we, we want to get our hands on somebody. We want to punch somebody in the face. And then they're flat the way they were, you know, early on for a majority of the game against against Vegas. And so, I mean, that I guess, does it feel like empty words? Like, does it feel like just talk from them? I think that's where everyone's concern is, that maybe they're just talk and maybe they're just – they're actually not capable of responding the way we saw them against Atlanta. Maybe the Falcons are just a really bad team, which is why they were able to do it against them.
2: I think it's a good combination of a couple of things. Maybe the the opponent and, and there was so much that we, uh, we gave them for being able to bounce back after the Denver game and then beating the Atlanta Falcons. And we kind of seen who they are. Um, but I think it's just the stretch of play when you have not much time off and you have to go you know, from a a Sunday to a Monday to a a Thursday or whatever, and then play on another Thursday, you just want to try to get through that. And really the teams that I've been on and I've seen teams play this year is that the, the tone that you said is usually is going to really this be the, the probably the example of what may be the game, May be like, and when I say that, I mean you have to come out. You have to start fast. You have to do some positive things, and not really give the team that comes in here that may, excuse me, may be struggling from non-football related issues, and 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 put that self-doubt in their mind, and just haven't ever seen that energy that really the Cowboys have done. And for me, that's for me when I look at them, that's kind of what I base my judgment on is how they start, and then continue. This kind of becomes this snowball of ne- negative things that have happened. and again just uh you know taking shots down the field playing man-to-man coverage guys out of position uh, losing a game ultimately by a uh, pass interference call uh, those are things that really don't bode well when it comes to confidence
0: support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity V-A-N-29 dot com.
1: So all that being said, because all that's true, um, how worried are you about Mike McCarthy not being around this week? He is, a, uh, you know, I know that a lot of people have a lot of opinions on him, but he, at the very least, I think anyone would have to admit he's a stabilizing presence for them. You mentioned the snowball effect, et cetera. I mean, if there's somebody who's capable of of stopping that, of slowing that down, it is the head coach. And now he's out. And so that I feel like further calls into question their ability to, you know, to, to stop the skid, to get a win, however you want to put it.
2: Well, I think it certainly it puts a wrinkle in the way you do things routine-wise. Your coach is, you get you become a routine, he's on the sidelines, and then all of a sudden you have to change that. But I think these players now have gotten used to things changing from day to day because of COVID. And this is just a pure example of that. Other teams have done that. Uh, again, you have an ex- you have experience. You have Dan Quinn and coaches on the staff that have experience and being able to manage the clock and do things that that uh, Mike McCarthy does. Uh, I, I don't think that you want to look at this as something. This is just a, a lot. This adversity that to face. This is the modern day football that you have to face as far as things happen. And I, I, as I mentioned, I wasn't trying to be insensitive to, to Mike McCarthy. This is a serious matter when you get exposed to COVID, but it seems like it's kind of asymptomatic. I mean, they test these guys every day, so he'll hopefully be fine with that. But I think again, it's it's your leadership, it's the guys you have on the team. They're able to keep things together. You know, Dak Prescott being one of the big leaders on this team, and really just everything's kind of set in place. It's just going to be a new face on the sidelines. I think the virtual coaching is really it's, it's odd and would be difficult because you're not on. Yeah, I think in the classroom and doing to the game plan is one thing, but during, you know, seeing his, uh, his presence visibly on the sidelines is another thing. Um, but I think, the, you know, getting to my, my point, my point is, is that I think that they can live without Mike McCarthy not being on the sidelines because it's been, you know, teams have been having to do that all year long. It's not to me, it's not, you're t- not taking away someone like Aaron Rodgers or someone like Dak Prescott or, as I mentioned, Terrence still, he's a replaceable guy. They have enough guys on there that to go out there and the players got to make things happen. They're the ones that need to turn this around, not Mike McCarthy.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And, and I know you're not minimizing the absence of Mike McCarthy. Oh, no, right. Without but, a doubt. Right. But, yeah. it, it, you know, the the literal point is, you know, he's not on the field. He can he can help with the preparation, the planning this week. It's not the same, but um, it could be worse. And, and you're right. You mentioned this is modern football. I mean, th- this is our, our climate. The Saints dealt with this. The Saints dealt with this back at the beginning of the season, missing a ton of right. coaches. Uh, we've seen, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury missed time. Uh, you know, a number of coaches, number of people, number of players, obviously Amari Cooper. And, and it's just the Cowboys are, are hopefully getting close to, to this kind of dissipating and, and calming down because it has kind of taken over them over the last almost month at this point. Um, and I think, you know, a win would go a long way here. I mentioned the mini buy. I mean, if the Cowboys can, can get this win on Thursday night, fly home, wake up on Friday morning and have a week and a half to get ready for, not that I think Washington is a great team, but, but they are a contending team in the NFC and certainly a a divisional rival Um, that would go a really long way for them. And so um, I, I guess, you know, I don't, I don't want to be hot takey, but if they don't win, if they lose, that would be, Dropping four of their last five. I mean, what's what's and some of it would depend on how it happened, um, you know, whatever. But I mean, would you be panicking if they lost on, on Thursday night in New Orleans?
2: I think it'd be a concern. Um, as you mentioned, you know, Washington they won last night. Uh, they have starting to figure it out, I think, offensively. Uh, they were able to move the ball defensively. I think they've gotten better. Uh, I've looked at you know look at the stats, so you really don't know. And you know, for me, this is all about Dallas and what they need to do for themselves. They need to turn this around. The momentum that they had during the, the first part of the season uh, could vaporize if they lose, you know, three straight essentially. Um, and so they they can't afford that to go on the road. You know, you in the New Orleans. While they they may have a different quarterback, Jason Hill starting at quarterback. And really haven't been very productive. Um, got blown out on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, they also, uh, you look at that. You, their defense is playing really well defensively. They got some playmakers, so you can't overlook what you get, who you're getting ready to play. So my point is, is that they have got to be able to turn this around and create some momentum and not lose what they gained and what they really accomplished the first half of the season. I mean, this is December. This is getting into you know, the January where you, you start pretenders contenders and you know, they, they they start coming forward and all the pretenders, uh, they kind of let's go from the wayside. So to me, I think that that's it's more important for them to take control of who they are and not worry about anyone else what's going to dictate for them.
1: Yeah. People love to, to talk about like when you should start peaking and, and stuff like that. Now's the time you, you, you want to start the, the climb up now, now would be the time to do so. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it, I, I hate to say it's massive or it's critical or it's Epic or it's mega, but it is, it is a very, very, very big game. I, it's you're right. I mean, you have to take the opponent seriously. It's, you know, I think people look at like the Cardinals and and it's easy to kind of get up for that game because, you know, they're nine and two and they're at the top of the NFC, et cetera. New Orleans isn't really there. And so it's, it's kind of hard, but this game is is going to go a long way at deciding who they are um, and, and you know what, what their future is going to be over the course of the rest of the season. I did want to, before we leave, just circle back to one thing. You, you've mentioned Terrence Steele a couple of times. And I I haven't seen any real explanation for this from the coaching staff. Um, We all last week, Tony, assumed because Tyron Smith was was going to play on Thursday against Vegas. Okay, Cowboys are finally going to have Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins at the two tackle positions. First time since the season opener. Lo and behold, like an hour before kickoff, all the reports are. Terrence Steele's actually out there working with the ones at right tackle, not Lyle Collins. So the Cowboys kind of pulled the, the old switcheroo very, very close to kickoff. I mean, obviously they were planning for this all week long and didn't let anybody know. Um, but they, they clear there's there's some sort of disconnect for them with Lyle Collins, right? And, and he was suspended and he missed all of last year. And so I, I think it's fair to, to assume they, they don't trust him to a certain degree. And maybe he's still who knows, you know, kind of getting back into football shape. I mean, he's played well, I think, you know, in the time, the little time he's gotten so far this year since he got back from the suspension. But are you at all troubled by how they chose to start? And, and they can't, obviously, this week. But they chose to start Terrence Steele over L- The only reason Lyle Collins is starting this week is because he's forced to, because of the Terrence Steele COVID situation.
2: I think it's one of the decisions that you it ultimately comes down to you're paying this guy a lot of money to play, and it's it's hard to justify him not being out there. But once you see him play and, and and notice that he's not the guy that he used to be, and he's become a liability, and you know Terrence Still is a better player than him, then that's the reality of it. And I think if you watch both him, you know Terrence Still is, is, is his left side is not natural for him, I mean, the right side has been is more favorable sure. for him but Leo Collins really hasn't showed I when you watch him play and and you and you kind of you do a scouting report uh, it, to me it looks like he's he's a, a little a little uncertainty when it comes to blocking he doesn't seem to me that when he pass blocks he's very has much confidence i think his base looks a little bit more unstable and just doesn't have the confidence that we saw a couple of years ago. And you got to remember, he hasn't played a whole lot of football mm-hmm. in the last two years for, uh, for related reasons. So it's, it's who you have confidence in. I think right now, Terrence still, unfortunately, he's not going to play this week because of COVID. Now you got Layal Collins on the right side. And I guarantee you, when you go and watch the video and tape on him, they're, they're looking and saying that we can, we can do some nice things with him you got you're facing Cam Jordan to me as one of the tremendous pass rushers in right. the National Football League. So there's going to be some matchups, and then maybe Tyron. It's going to take him a little time. We know when he's healthy, he's one of the best in the NFL. Um, but I think maybe he's still like playing through some injuries, and and we we kind of saw that last week against uh, the Raiders, but. Uh, the, the point about Leo Collins, I think right now he's not playing very well or certainly not to the level they expected him to.
1: Yeah, and they, they clearly, you know, don't trust him. I mean, because of the suspension, because of last mm-hmm. year, um, you know, they, there's a lot. To, I mean, you've, you've seen that. If, if a coach can trust a player, that, that goes a long way. That bridges a lot of gaps in a lot of different instances. Um, it's a weird week, Tony. So the game is now, well, depending on when people listen to this, uh, a little over 48 hours away. Prediction. Cowboys saints who wins? I mean, are, do you think, you know, Cowboys open to seven point favorites? I would not touch that personally, but I mean, how do you feel?
2: Uh, I think I feel pretty good about it. I think that, that I, I really think and you look at the matchups, then Dallas can do some really nice things to get some of the player, the playmakers back this week. Um, I think defensively, uh, Micah Parsons is playing to an unbelievable level, so I think that there's going to be some matchups on the, the defensive side of the ball. And I really think I, – I, really, I believe in this team. I think they've done some nice things, and I, I, I don't look for the last month to identify who they are. Um, and I think they'll get it back on track. Tayson Smith – or excuse me. Uh, you know, he's – Tayson Hill, um, thinking about Tyron Smith. Uh, he's a guy that's uh, – this doesn't have a lot of experience, and I think that they can take advantage of that. And but I, I like the Cowboys bouncing back. I like the Cowboys winning this one.
1: I'll take them to win, but I don't, I mean, I think it's like a four, six point win. I really don't think they cover. Um, I'm not taking them. To, they were, you know, for the longest time, they were the last undefeated team against the spread this season. It's just kind of hard to trust that, that they'll get back to that. But, you know, hopefully they do. And hopefully we can kind of put to bed all this doubt in them um, and we can have a nice long, you know, week and a half worth of rest before, um, before the NFC East games start after this game, Tony, they have five games left and four of them are against the NFC East. Uh, the other one is against the Cardinals, so kind of a throwback NFC East game, um, if you want to consider it that. But, um, but, yeah, you have any leftovers left in the fridge or they're all gone?
2: You know what? I think I do. I, I, I'm just trying to, like, refrain from that. And the more you keep bringing that up, the more I'm probably going to have more leftovers. I do the, the, I did, did do the imminent fast, which is not to eat anything before you know, noon and not to eat anything after 7 I did okay before noon. It's just after that seven o'clock when it's oh. in there, just kind of lurking, and just kind of reaching out to you. Just come and get some of this, uh, these lemon bars or this smoked turkey and whatnot. Um, but I think my son's leaving today, so I think I'm going to pack him. I'm going to pack him up a nice little goodie bag and have him send that to him back to college because I don't need that. It looks better on him than it does me.
1: Sure. He'll enjoy that. Um, well, hopefully, um, hopefully you just give him everything. Just dump it all in a nice chest and, and let him, you know, take it in the car and enjoy it over the, the coming days. Um, we'll be bad back in
2: about a that in a case of beer.
1: That's a good call uh, for a college kid. Certainly <laughs> um, we'll be back next week, hopefully discussing the eight and four Dallas Cowboys. Tony uh, weird week, weird times, but hopefully the Cowboys make everything feel normal on Thursday night this week. Have a good week. Everybody we will see you next Tuesday. This was the seven five Oh.